We have been bombarded the last week or so in on TV and in the newspapers and on the radio about the issue of people who are fed up with the pandemic and fed up with the limitations on personal freedom. And it's understandable why people are getting so frustrated because it is, after all, two years since we began this. But one of the statistics that's not getting a lot of play and actually deserves it more than it than a lot of other things is the problem with the teacher workforce. Right now, of course, we hear about the teachers being sick from Omicron. And there was the teacher strike in Chicago because the teachers were being told they had to go back to the classroom and by the public and the teachers did not want to go back to the classroom. If you're not a teacher or you don't know somebody well enough that is a teacher, it's difficult to understand. But here's a couple of facts to start us off. First of all, the Rand Corporation in the United States has uh, documented the fact that eight out of ten principals, eight out of every ten principals is suffering from work-related stress. And there are constant headlines about the fact that there's a huge proportion of teachers who are in the workforce right now but want to retire early. In other words, they've had enough. Now, add to that the fact that even when I was teaching teachers how to teach, that's already now more than 10 years ago, we knew that the average individual that went into the teacher workforce only stayed for five years. That's the average turnaround rate of teachers. So the first thing you need to think about is when a teacher starts teaching at the beginning of his or her career, she's not really, or he's not really, an expert yet. We like to talk about them being novices. It takes a long time for some people to go from being novice to being expert. I'll use myself as an example. When I first began in 1974, I thought that I was ready for the classroom. Little did I know it would take me four years until I was given a permanent contract because obviously those around me didn't think I was ready until then. It was only at the very end of my career, after almost 30 years, when I was reflecting on where I had come from and where I ended up, that I had indeed become an expert. I used to tell people in those last couple of years 
of my career in public education in the classroom that I was a, I had never thought of myself as being an expert. But by the end of my career, I know that I had reached the top. And then when I went to teach teachers in training, I told my students then that I was starting all over again. I was going from expert to novice because I was no longer teaching kids. I was teaching adults. So that sort of sets the ground for what I want to say about teacher burnout. There are these constant headlines, and you see all kinds of statistics, but it is undoubtable that there have been so many stresses and strains on the average classroom teacher. Before the pandemic, think about what it was like for a brand new teacher. First of all, they had to learn how to deal with the classroom full of students. In the teacher training programs, they had a maximum of 10 weeks or 20 weeks out of two years practice in classrooms. And then they went to a full year where they had their own classroom for 10 months, five days a week. If you're a parent, think about how you feel at the end of the summer vacation when your kids are driving you crazy because they've been home for 12 weeks or 10 weeks and you can't wait for them to get back into a schedule and be back in the classroom. You've had them by yourself for maybe 10 weeks. Teachers have them for 40 weeks in a year. So right off the bat, it's dealing with kids. Anybody that's been a babysitter knows that not every kid is easy to look after. Every kid has their own needs, every child. Whether that child be a male or a female, a five-year-old, a 10-year-old, or a 14-year-old, they all have their own needs. So it takes getting used to being surrounded by sometimes 25 or 28 or even 30 kids all needing a part of a single adult. Then add to the rest of the teachers in the school. Because if you have a problem with your students, if there's a student that you don't get along with, or that you've had an issue with, you've got all the other teachers in the school that will soon learn about it. And there is a prestige issue of being able to handle kids. Then add on to that layer having to deal with administration, a principal, superintendents, directors of education having to learn curriculum and know what it is you have to teach. It's one thing to have to prepare the odd lesson when you're practice teaching. It's another thing when you have to have all the day's lessons ready. I used to spend 
two hours at the end of my teaching day getting my class ready and my mind ready and my desk ready for all the lessons the next day. And that was before I even went home. Add to all of those other things the fact that you've got parents. When I went to school, which was more than a few years ago, if I got into trouble at school, I got into double trouble at home. My parents expected that we would be taught the way it was necessary to teach us. And there was very seldom a parent that went to the school to complain about something happening in the school. You know and I know that that's no longer the case. You have all these issues that go from the school to the home and back again. So if I'm the teacher in a classroom, I have maybe 25, let's say 25 students buzzing around me, all needing me for some reason or another and wanting a piece of my sensitivity, my balance, my, my attention, however you want to define it. I have the other teachers that I run into all the time that might be well-intentioned, but it still means having to share and having to feel comfortable telling somebody else you had a problem with a particular student or with a particular lesson. Then you have the parents who learn firsthand from their kids everything that happens in the classroom. So we're talking about a pot with a spoon and the teacher's in the middle, and everybody's got their fingers in that pot, in that pie, if you will. It's not an easy situation. Now, on top of that, add the pandemic. People who I know well know that I started to do teaching online 20 years ago. I'm not going to outline exactly how that I did that, but I started to familiarize myself with teaching online and the tools of teaching online and the tools of making web pages and using email to communicate with my students and sometimes having distance education involved a long time ago. There were a lot of teachers that never wanted to learn or be involved because they had their own ideas about how they wanted to teach, which is fine. That's what teaching's all about. We are a group of people, each with our own skills, needs, and so on. But all of a sudden, everybody has to learn how to teach online. Everybody has to learn what it is to teach individually, too. That came as a huge quantum leap forward for a lot of teachers. They didn't quite know how to go about it. And on top of that, sometimes they were in-house and other times they were not. Sometimes they had to work with their classes in distance in a school and sometimes not. All of the predispositions they have 
as classroom teachers to how they want to teach all of a sudden is knocked down around them and they have to learn how to get along with it. Is it any wonder that teachers are finding it difficult? And so when they're told, because they're people first, when they're told they have to do something that might, and some of them might think their lives would be endangered or their health would be endangered, it presents a problem. I'm a fairly active person, and I always was looking for ways to engage the students in the school in things that they would do together to bring the school together into a kind of community. And I had been working on a project like that, and there were two teachers who were across the hall from me, but they taught grade three. And when I approached them about what I was wanting to do, they absolutely refused to get involved. The only two people in the school. And I went to the principal and I said to her, what am I supposed to do? And she grabbed me by the hand. We had a good relationship, this principal and I. And she took me to the front door and she said, you see that front door, Howard? Every teacher that walks inside that school comes from a completely different environment. You have the single teacher who has no children, has no partner, and teaching is everything in that person's life. You have the aging teacher who might have parents that are sick that they have to look after. You have another male or female teacher that might be having problems with their kids at home or having problems with their partners. You have people that are struggling with their own health issues that have absolutely nothing to do with the pandemic. They might not be well. Every single teacher comes into the school from a different place completely. And then in the school, they have to deal with all the problems that arise. It's no wonder that we have problems with our teacher workforce, especially in the pandemic. And I'll tell you, one of the things I know about teachers in training is not as many as you would think have the resilience and the grit that's required to go back into that classroom every single day and try to do the best job possible. My students in, that were teachers in training would go out into the field to practice teach and some of them would complain about how much they bombed at their teaching lessons. And I used to tell them that one of the good things about being in front of a group of kids is that as long as those children you are teaching know you are coming from a good place, know you are coming from a place where you like kids and you want to help them learn, those kids will forgive you for anything and everything. 
if you come back the next day and you apologize for the problem or you try to do it over again a better way, a different way. But if you come into that classroom not liking kids, and there are lots of teachers that are like that, imagine how all of these things that are now being heaped on teachers, especially during the pandemic, and how they would respond. There aren't a lot of people who wouldn't say if they were not happy, I'm done. In the United States right now, we know there are literally, literally millions of people who've decided they want new jobs. They've quit their jobs and they're looking for new jobs. And why? Because it doesn't meet their needs. Teachers are no different. In another podcast, I'll talk about some of the issues that arise in the training of the teacher workforce. But for now, I hope that some of you who might be listening stop and think about what the world must be like through the eyes of a teacher dealing with a group of students and wanting to do their best while at the same time protecting themselves and making sure that they stay healthy and they stay fresh and they renew day after day after day. I'm sure you'll agree with me. It's a huge issue.